We've all witnessed the magic that happens when a business uses just the right words to describe their customers and the benefits they deliver. But few business owners are gifted copywriters. How can we find the language that will attract prospects and win deals? In this episode, Monica Badu will teach us how to gather intel from our prospects and customers to identify the specific words and phrases that motivate them. Then she'll help us understand when and how to use these words to turn acquaintances and website visitors into leads and leads into customers. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Marketing Made Easy by Jotful. I'm Don Verbrigge, Jotful CEO, two-time entrepreneur, former business school professor, and your host. I'm here to have practical and fun conversations with people who know a thing or two or three about how to get more customers for your business. Monica, let's start. I would love to just hear a little bit about your background. If you could just give us a brief introduction. The shortest introduction I can give you is I'm a marketing consultant turned conversion copywriter. And that basically sums it up. So I have around 13 years experience in digital marketing, and I have been in plenty positions from solo entrepreneur to helping small businesses like your clients growing from zero, um, trying to do, well, trying to wear multiple hats in the business because when they do invest their budget in marketing, there's so much to do that it's really difficult to like, let's take a break and do something else. So mm-hmm. that's kind of it. And right now I'm doing conversion copywriting for online course creators. Yeah. And I'm coaching small businesses like e-commerce shops on how to increase conversions from their website and how to transform those conversions into returning customers. And this is why we really want to have you on the show, Monica, is so that we could we could really talk about how it is that you use language to ensure that we can actually convert our visitors into, into customers. So can we start just by talking a little bit about how strong copywriting can help a business grow? Why is copywriting so important? It makes or it breaks your business. So um, mm. two years ago, I started building sales funnels. Yeah, and we assumed that the reason um, the reason someone would buy was specifically design, like make the page look good, make it easy, make it hassle free, and then make the offer look amazing. Uh, you know, Monica, can you back up and just describe for everybody what a sales funnel is, just so we all have that definition as you continue. And so a sales funnel is basically the journey you create for a visitor to transform him into a buyer. Mm -hmm. So they come to your website, what's the first page they see and where do they need to go next for them to see a sales opportunity? So for them to buy something, Mm -hmm. Uh, if you work with appointments, then what is the sales funnel that would lead that person from booking an appointment to becoming a customer? Yes. Awesome. So what you discovered is you had expected design to be the biggest factor in whether or not a prospect moved through the sales funnel. So moved from sort of viewing to buying, but what you found is that it's copywriting. Yeah. Copywriting. If it's good, you can, um, you can have not necessarily amazing designs, Mm -hmm. but you can have like a nice clean looking design and still get results. 
because if you have good copywriting and when I say good copywriting, I'm not talking about being a master or wizard of words. It just means using clean, simple, basic copywriting that clearly describe to your target audience what it is that you can do for them. And basically, um, it meets them where they are. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to meet you exactly where you are in your problem right now, not trying to sell you something that you have no idea how it's going to help you in your everyday life. You know, it's interesting that you say this because I had this experience recently while hiring a copywriter actually for YouTube advertising. And when I looked at her website, it was horrible. And keep in mind that Jotful is a company that builds websites for a living. So I normally, you know, care a little bit about the design. The website itself was awful. I can't can't even describe how horrible it was from a design perspective, but she hit me with two things. Number one, she spoke specifically to the very, very niche thing I needed, which was copywriting for YouTube advertising scripts extremely, extremely specific. She didn't talk about 10 other things that she could do. And I'm sure she could, right? I'm sure she can do all kinds of copywriting, but she focused on this one area. So that interested me. And then secondly, um, the writing itself was really, really focused on the transformation I would receive or what specifically focused on, you know, what results her other clients had received. This customer saw this result working with me. This customer was here and then moved to there as a result of working with me. And this is what sold me. And I realized how important the copywriting is relative to design after that particular buying experience. Yeah. um, A really good example about being specific with copywriting to your ideal audience Mm -hmm. is when you use ads. So paid traffic to get people into your website so they can become leads or to buy something. What I've seen based on experience is that when the ad doesn't match the copy on the sales page or on the landing page, the conversions are really low and the acquisition costs are very high. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that there is a mismatch between the audience you're targeting with your ad and then the promise, the copy, the experience they have on the sales page or on the landing page. Because unconsciously, We are looking for patterns and consistency. Mm -hmm. We are also looking to be validated. We are looking for people who can understand what we're going through, what we're thinking. That's why specific copywriting is very, very important. And Mm -hmm. at this point, I know it kind of sounds like vague and challenging, but it's actually very simple. So when you have that bit of information, like specific copywriting, your target audience, writing something that sells becomes a lot easier. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about the fact that we can use copywriting to help move prospects and turn them into leads, but you can also use copywriting to turn leads into customers. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that's a little bit different than what you were describing before. Uh, Okay. So there, you need people on your website for two reasons, to become leads and then to buy. 
Yes. Not everyone is going to be ready to buy or to book an appointment at the first interaction with your website, mm -hmm. which means that you have an opportunity to, to transform them into a lead and then convert them later on into a buyer. Yes. And you do that by offering them an opportunity to join your email list or to express their interest. And there are plenty of ways to do that. Let's just go with a general approach. They join your email list, either through a lead magnet or, I don't know, they do something that they leave and they leave their email address. Mm -hmm. Now, they are now on your email list, which means that you have their email address and you kind of have a direct uh, connection to them. Through email marketing and copywriting, you can nurture that lead to the point where they can become customers later on when mm -hmm. they are ready for you. Yes. And can you talk a little bit about what kind of emails you might send to that audience of leads to help convert them into customers later? What do you recommend? Sure. So the best strategy for you if you have an email list and you are getting leads is to try to give them an incentive so they can become immediate immediate customers. Mm -hmm. And if you are an e-commerce uh, shop, then you could do that by saying you join the list and you get 10% off on your first order. Mm -hmm. If you're in the service business or something else, then you don't really you can't really use that 10% incentive because it's not that powerful. But ideally, when I join your email list, I get a series of emails, which are called a welcome sequence. And basically, through four to six emails over like one week, mm -hmm. you do a couple of things. You show me how I, you, sh you as a brand, show me how you can help me in my life right now. What's the problem you solve? That's the same problem I have. You mm -hmm. show me through social proof how other people have um, solved their problems using your solution. Mm -hmm. You educate and you nurture me by, by giving me very powerful and educational content that allows me to make smaller steps towards um, achieving my solution. Right. So, so customer testimonials would be a good example. Sorry, customer yes. testimonials would be a good example of the kind of social proof that you would want to share in a welcome sequence, right? Yes. So testimonials, case studies, you mm -hmm. can even use um, reports or stats from the industry at large that yeah. um, raise awareness to their problem again. And then you just connect the dots to telling them, hey, you are on my website and on my email because you're maybe one of the business owners who are afraid of this, of this thing that might happen. Mm -hmm. Data said that in general, 30% of small businesses uh, are struggling with that. Well, you don't really have to do that anymore because I can give you a solution or there is a solution at hand. For instance, Dawn has tried this and this and this and has achieved this and this and this. So if you'd like similar results to what Don, Don has achieved, so you will not be part of those, those 30% of small mm -hmm. businesses who are still struggling with this, book an appointment now or use your um, welcome discount to start the journey towards solving your, solving your problem. So mm -hmm. it's not complicated. 
I think a lot of business owners, a lot of business owners worry about getting into this promotions um, scheme where they're just constantly sending out new promotions, new discounts. How do you, how do you avoid getting it stuck into that? First of all, you don't necessarily have to give discounts to have a promotion. Mm -hmm. Um, Second, and this is like a huge problem for everyone. There is this, uh, there is this false belief that if I send more emails, my subscribers are going to leave me. If your subscribers are not your ideal audience, then they should leave you. Mm-hmm. Because the more people you have on your email list that are not ideal audiences, the more your costs get increased, right? So the more people on your email list, the more you have to pay for hosting for that email list. The more content, the more research, the more struggle you have to put in to convert people who are not your ideal audience, which means those are not people who are ready to buy from you. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. Uh, third when people come to you, they come to you because you are an expert, because you are one of the people who has the solution for the problem they are struggling with. So if we turn this on another, if we flip this, we can think of you as a coach. So if you truly believe that you have a solution that your audience can benefit from, then you need to play the coach role and help them get there. Mm -hmm. If you don't nudge them with an incentive for them to achieve their solution, they're never going to achieve that solution. So So what you're saying is the incentive need not be a discount. It could be some other kind of offer. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a discounted offer, a new offer, a bundle offer, or some amazing new thing. It can just be the same thing you have. You just have to come up with new angles to talk about the same thing in a way that resonates and relates with your target audience. Mm -hmm. So for instance, it's January. What is your audience doing, thinking? um, What are they concerned about? What are they afraid of? What is something that they should be doing in January for 2022 to be different than 2021. Mm -hmm. And when you know those things, then you have plenty of ideas to put into into your emails. So you can have multiple touch points where you relate and connect to your audience and then walk them by the hand to your solution. We'll hear more from our guest right after this brief break. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a business owner. And if you're a business owner in need of a new website, but you really don't want to build it yourself, check out Jotful. Jotful will build you a professional website that both looks great and includes all the marketing best practices. So we'll actually get the job done for your business. And it's affordable. In fact, it's only about 10% of what you typically expect to pay an agency or designer. Even better, you can give it a try today for free. At Jotful, we'll make you a free sample website so you can see if it's a good fit for your business before you ever even sign up. Visit us at Jotful.com to request a free sample website for your business. That's J-O-T-T-F-U-L.com. And now, back to the show. 
So that's a great excuse to reach out. I think a lot of business owners are looking for these kinds of excuses to reach out or reasons to to touch base with their with their audience. What are some others? What are some other great opportunities for reaching out? So many. <laughs> so for instance, but just give um, us some ideas because I know that we're all looking yeah. for creative ideas for this. So for instance, in e-commerce, um, they need multiple touch points because e-commerce is all about like volume. Mm-hmm. So they need to, to sell a lot for them to be profitable or a viable business, which means that they need multiple touch points with their audience. One of the ta- tactics that works works very well there is figuring out what are the national holidays or um, what are some big milestones or celebratory events in your audience's life. So what's happening in January that you can connect the dots and talk about the same thing. Um, For instance, uh, one of the biggest things that's happening in January is Blue Monday. The third Monday of the new year is basically called one of the most depressing Mondays of the entire year. So that's (laughs) an opportunity (laughs) for you. So that's an opportunity for you to enter the conversation they might be having. And since Mm -hmm. it's a viral topic, there are chances that they are already aware of the problem. Mm -hmm. So you enter that conversation and you tell them, hey, it's Blue Monday. What's going on with you today? If you've been feeling stressed or depressed and you don't know why, well, maybe it's because of Blue Monday. So here are two, two or three things you can do to navigate this day with less distress. Mm-hmm. So you show up, you present yourself as a solution and as a guide. So that's one example. Another example, and again, this kind of depends on what your audience is following. You can use a birthday of the actors or authors you're following. So if you're, if you know your audience likes Jim Carrey, <laughs> His birthday, I think it was on January 17th or something like that. You can say, hey, it's Jim Carrey's day. Let's celebrate together by doing this. Mm -hmm. Or if you have an audience that's um, very in tune with astrology, um, I think it was January 14th or something like that, that Mercury uh, entered its retrograde period, right? So this is the topic that has a lot of awareness and you can play with it any way you want. You can be uh, playful, you can be helpful, you can even say let's bust the myth because we as we as an audience in this area, in this niche, we don't believe in this. Mm-hmm. So it's there's plenty of things to talk about. It's interesting then, because um, a lot of these examples that you're giving, which are based on calendar events, sound like the kinds of things we would see in a social media post, as opposed to the kinds of things that I'm accustomed to receiving an email. Yes, because are you suggesting are, you can go in both? Yes. So people are complicating their email marketing. Mm. They think they have to be I know, very complex and sophisticated. It doesn't have to be like that because when they do that, do that, it's about them as a brand and it's not about the audience. And that's the secret of copywriting. If you want it to work, you have to make it about your audience and not about yourself. Even if you're using a personal story and personal stories, by the way, are also a good opportunity to have those multiple touch points. 
Mm-hmm. You find a way to turn that story into something that would be valuable valuable to your audience. So I know yesterday I broke my leg. How is that something your audience can benefit from? Or maybe yesterday you met with someone you haven't been seeing for a long time. Or somebody stole your wallet. Or you went to the bank. Or you read something that was useful. So plenty, plenty of different ways that you can talk to uh, with your audience. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that the key is really finding a way to connect with your audience. And I know the topic here today is really about words that sell. And these are really not just action words, but also words that really hit the audience in an emotional way or in a way that gets them to sort of sit up and recognize themselves. I know that you have a process for identifying these words. Can you walk us through this process? Yeah, so it's it's two versions. If you have an email audience already and some customers, then all you have to do is create a survey, send it via email, and ask them things like, what's your biggest struggle with this specific problem that you're solving? Um, you can even go even more in-depth and then uh, segment your audience by buyers and non-buyers. Non-buyers get the question about the struggles, Whereas the, whereas the buyers get that question plus, why did you choose us? Or mm-hmm. what was your transformation with us? How did we benefit you? Mm-hmm. So that's version one, if you have an email list. If you don't have an email list, then it's a more complicated um, process because it involves more time and some research. So the first thing to do is you go to Google and you type in your problem, the problem you're solving. Let's say um, you're helping people lose weight mm-hmm. uh, after you, you help, you're helping mom to lose the baby, baby weight, right? So you do that and you enter those words and then you see what pops up in the first 10 results. Um, if it's podcasts, then start listening to some of the podcasts, read some of the comments people leave. If it's books, that's amazing. Go to like Amazon, look at the, look at the reviews. What are they saying? Because people mm-hmm. disclose a lot of their personal struggles when they leave a review. Yes. So for you, you just have to read those words and make notes. What stands out to you? What's the most common thing you hear from them? And you'll see that most websites, when they have reviews or comments, they have a really neat um, feature where people can upvote or downvote that opinion. Mm -hmm. So look for some of the most upvoted uh, reviews because that's basically saying many, many people have the same opinion with this person. Mm-hmm. So that means that that's kind of like a standard and you can trust that to reflect to your target audience. I love it. You know, we're, we're always trying to be really efficient. So one thing that we do is when we have happy customers, we'll oftentimes ask them to do a testimonial video for us. And during that testimonial video, we'll ask them what transformation they they saw. So basically, before you got this Jotful website, what was life like? What was life like after the Jotful website? And we use that as an opportunity to get those words. So I think you don't just have to do it as an email survey. You can also do it as a video interview and then leverage that testimonial in your marketing too. 
Yeah, yeah, that's very useful. You can use a lot of things. You can even use your comments from social media. You can use the information you get from people who complain or who ask for refunds. And when you have that information, even writing like headlines or ads or really good copy for your website becomes Mm -hmm. super easy because you don't have to come up with catchy headlines with amazingly interesting and convincing um, sentences because your customers are telling you exactly what they want to hear. Yes. So all you have to do is just like create this puzzle and put the right pieces of puzzle in the right um, places. Yes. I love this. I love that really ultimately words that sell aren't complex or unexpected words you can find in the thesaurus but they're really the words that your ideal customer is using. Yes, because that's how they talk. That's how they explain the world inside your head. Mm -hmm. When you use those words, you are basically validating their point of view. And you are also tapping into that um, psychological principle of the brain looking for patterns. So using words that sell is basically doing that. Excellent. All right. So Monica, last question. You talked in the beginning about the fact that you had assumed it was going to be the design that ultimately impacted the conversion rate on the landing page. And it turned out to be the copywriting. Looking back, is there anything that you would do differently that you would recommend to the people listening today? Always know what your audience wants, what they are afraid of, and what motivates them to take action. Excellent. And that last one is very important to actually convert your leads into buyers. Yes. Well, that's a wrap. If you enjoyed this episode of Marketing Made Easy by Jotful, please give us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. That helps other people find out about the podcast so they too can grow their businesses. And hey, while you're there, if you're not yet a subscriber to this podcast, go ahead and click the subscribe button. That way, you'll never miss an episode. We keep the conversation going in Jotful's private Facebook group. And if you're a business owner, you're invited to join us. Just search for Jotful, that's J-O-T-T-F-U-L on Facebook and apply to join our group. There you can ask questions of the guests and exchange marketing tips with other business owners. From all of us here at Jotful, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I'll meet you on the next one.